Welcome to episode 83 of Joy Sounds, music you need to know, bringing you the brightest independent artists. I'm your host, Chris Sampson. Joy Sounds is presented in partnership with Music Connection. Through its daily website, weekly newsletter, and monthly print magazine, Music Connection is an acclaimed, proven resource for the entire music community. For more information, visit musicconnection.com. Today is a special episode as we help celebrate the 50th anniversary of the legendary band Tower of Power. Tower of Power is commemorating this amazing accomplishment with the release of their new record titled 50 Years of Funk and Soul, live at the Fox Theater in Oakland, California. The special vinyl edition of the record is available for sale now, and the full release will arrive on March 26th. During the episode, we'll talk with co-founder, band leader, and saxophonist for Tower of Power, Emilio Castillo. Emilio talks about how the band came up with their signature Oakland sound, and how meaningful it was to play the Fox Theater for this landmark record. We'll also hear three tracks from the record. We'll hear Soul with a capital S, You Ought to Be Having Fun, and You're Still a Young Man. So let's get into it and open the show with Soul with a capital S by Tower of Power here on Joy Sounds. Jerry Cortez. How do you like your soul? With a capital S. Clap your hands like this. Let's 
ladies and gentlemen. Since we're here in Oakland, California tonight, let's get them. Let's get them. Let's hit them with the open stroke. Now, come on. And that was Soul with a capital S by Tower of Power. And it is my pleasure to welcome to Joy Sounds, co-founder, band leader, and saxophonist of Tower of Power, Emilio Castillo. Hey, Emilio, how are you? I'm good, Chris. Nice to meet you. Yeah, it's so great to have you here. What an amazing tune. Of course, great to hear that. But congratulations, first of all, on the release, 50 Years of Funk and Soul, live at the Fox Theater, Oakland, California. And 50 years, man, that must be just amazing to take in, right? Oh, yeah, it's beyond my wildest imagination. <laughs> I mean, I always tell people, you know, when uh, when I started out, my vision was so limited that I, my idols were this band called the Spiders. They were a local soul band, and they were really tight, and I wanted to be like them. And they got a gig in Sacramento. And I thought, man, if I could just get to Sacramento. <laughs> All the way to Sacramento. Well, you guys exceeded Sacramento and beyond, traveling all over the world and establishing yourself as, you know, the premier funk and soul band. It seems like you've exceeded that vision over the years. <laughs> yeah, a little bit, yeah. <laughs> and you guys actually came to define um, what's regarded as the Oakland sound. Are you able to sort of put into words, what is the Oakland sound? Well, I mean, Tower of Power is the Oakland sound. That's I mean, it. We, 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 we literally, I don't think anybody was going around saying, you know, the Oakland sound before we, we started doing that. And that was, uh, I give all credit to that, to the guy that did our, many of our album covers, Bruce Steinberg. Yeah, we were doing the first record and he said, uh, I think we should call it East Bay Greece. And I'm going to put a map of Oakland on there and put the logo pointing right to the city of Oakland. And we we're like, and he said, you know, because... At the time, San Francisco, everybody was looking at San Francisco. You sure. Know, that was the San Francisco sound, the psychedelic music of San Francisco. And, uh, you know, he said, you're not about that, man. He goes, and you don't hang out there. You, you're in the East Bay. And, you know, you play in Oakland. You, you, you sound like Oakland. And he goes, and you should start saying that. And, man, that was a smart thing because we've been all over the world promoting the Oakland sound. And for me, that's an urban soul sound. I was born in Detroit. You know, mm -hmm. and I grew up there till I was 11. And so I'm used to hearing soulful music in an urban setting. My dad was a bartender and they were nightlife people. And, you know, and, and I see that in Oakland. It's an urban setting. There's working class people, you know, and they dig that soul music. And when I was a teenager, 
Sly Stone was the, the most popular DJ in the Bay Area, mm-hmm. also from Oakland, you know, yeah. and he was with KSOL Radio, and that was also in Oakland. And, you know, so Oakland Soul was kind of a thing, you know, and we've taken it to new heights. Absolutely right. That was so smart for you guys to own that and just claim that space like that. You had mentioned the Spiders as early influence, but Sly and the Family Stone, not only as a DJ, but as a band, also really made an impression on you guys, right, in terms of their showmanship and the just sort of the completeness of their show, right? Absolutely. Uh, you know, I, I listened to him on the radio, and I, we all—he was really funny, and just he played great, great cuts, you know. And my dad came home one night, and he said, "I'm going to take you to see this band. I've arranged with the club owner to put a velvet rope around this table, and you're going to go see this band." And he, he said, "They're called Sly and the Family Stone." And I go. Sly and the Family Stone. I go, is that Sly Stone, the DJ? And he goes, well, I don't know. He goes, but that's the name of the band and you have to see them. I go, all right. And so I went there and uh, and the band was playing, you know, and they, they sounded pretty good. Larry Graham was doing most of the singing and there was a big organ there, but nobody was playing it. And about 10 minutes later, this guy walks through the dance floor wearing um, like a Sherlock Holmes type outfit. He had a short cape and a <laughs> Sherlock Holmes hat and knickers. And he walks through the, the dance floor and walks right up onto the stage and sits down at the organ and he stops the band and he goes, one, two, three, four, bam, 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 bam. They started doing Can't Turn You Loose by Otis Redding at a you know light speed. Mm. It was so fast. And I went, <laughs> oh, that's Sly and the Family Stone. And we started going to see him every weekend. He was playing right near my house at uh, Frenchie's in Hayward. And me and Rocco, we used to go there. We were underage, you know, 16. And we used to go climb over the, the rear fence and sneak into the club. Nice. Stay there. Yeah, we stayed there till like 8.30 in the morning. They gave free breakfast at uh, 6 o'clock All in the morning. All right. <laughs> <laughs> That's not a bad version of music school right there, right? That was the best school ever, man. I used to, I used to like, each night I would watch a different guy. I watched Greg Arico on drums, you know. They called him hand feet back then. He had the biggest foot. And he was so soulful, you know. And I just watched him all night. And then I'd watch Larry Graham the next night. i watched Freddie Stewart on guitar the next day. And, of course, Sly, you know, and the horns. My idol at the time was Jerry Martini, you know, because he just looked so cool. And those two horn players were playing so cool. But the, the thing about Sly and the Family Stone was their energy. That's what I wanted. I didn't want to be like them musically. That was their thing. But I wanted the tightness and uh, the polish of the spiders with the energy of Sly and the Family Stone. Without question, that's what you brought together in Tower of Power. And it comes across so brilliantly in the 50 years of Funk and Soul live at the Fox Theater record. And I got to imagine how special of that for you to bring it back to Oakland like that, where it all started at 50 years, full circle. You have to get emotional, you know, based, you know, with all of that going on. Yeah, very much so. I mean, there was no question that we had to go back to Oakland. We did our 40th anniversary at the Fillmore you know, on right. Geary Street in San Francisco. And that was right because we got our start at the Fillmore West. Bill Graham gave us our start. But for 50 years, a golden anniversary, we had to go back to Oakland, you know. And uh, we were looking for the right venue. And my manager at the time, Tom Consolo, he said, you know, have you ever played the Fox Theater? And I said, no, I hear they restored it and it looks really great. He goes, I'm flying up there to check it out. I'm going to do a walkthrough. Well, he called me after he did the walkthrough. He said, 
this is the place, man. Wow. We're making a video here, you know. And, uh, and you know, the, the mayor uh, declared it Tower of Power Day that day. And, you know, we had a, just a week of rehearsals up there in Oakland. Uh, Tony, 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 uh, the guy, the, one of the guys let us use their uh, rehearsal place. And, man, it was just great. That is amazing. And this 50-year celebration is a huge compilation. Multiple LPs and DVDs, and it's on every platform. This is really a culmination. You really brought it as a culmination of the 50 years of Tower of Power. Yeah, well, we knew we were coming up on our 50-year thing. I mean, even six years before, we started working on these two records, and we worked hard at them, and they came out great. I was working with Joe Vanelli, which was a just a godsend. He was so creative and so musical. So I had him with me going into the, the making of the, the DVD, and we augmented the band. I had Lenny Pickett on tenor sax, and yeah. Ray Green on trombone, seven-piece horn section. We had Bruce Conti and Chester Thompson. Rocco played four songs. I had two extra backgrounds, ten violins. <laughs> I mean, it was it was awesome. That is incredible. No, you guys, you guys brought it out on all levels. It's it's really great. Hey, let's check out another song, and then we'll continue to talk about this release. The next one we have queued up is You Ought to Be Having Fun. And the thing that I've always loved about Tower of Power is you guys are relentlessly positive. Man, it's like good vibes all the time, and and this song epitomizes. Can you recall sort of the the writing and the creation of this tune? Oh, yeah, very much so. Hubert Tubbs was a singer at the time. He had taken Lenny Williams' place when Lenny Williams left, and he came to me one day, and he was, hey, man, I got an idea for a song. I go, yeah? And he just starts going, you ought to be having fun, you know, and I went, yeah, that's a winner. <laughs> and so I go, me and Doc will help you finish it, you know, and uh, I mean, we, we wrote it really quick. Because it's just good advice, right? When you when you start with good <laughs> advice, like you want to be having fun, the, yes. the, you're yes. off and Simple. running. Yeah, you're off and running. You got a song. <laughs> All right, so let's check this out. This is "You Ought to Be Having Fun" by Tower of Power here on Joy Sounds. Do you want some more? Do you want some more? Life I bring 
And that was You Ought to Be Having Fun by Tower of Power off their new record, 50 Years of Funk and Soul, live at the Fox Theater. I'd like to take a minute and thank our co-sponsor, Music Connection. Through its daily website, weekly newsletter, and monthly print magazine, Music Connection caters to artists, musicians, industry pros, and support services. For years, Music Connection has been known for discovering new talent by reviewing unsigned artists, both through its live performance reviews and critiques of recordings. Music Connection never charges a fee for its reviews. Known for years as the Musician's Bible, Music Connection bridges the gap between the street and the elite. It exists to serve artists and music makers of all genres, offering connections to the unconnected and to provide expert, cutting-edge information that can help you take your music to the next level. Whether offering tips on raw survival or exclusive contact lists of industry pros like managers and label representatives, Music Connection is an acclaimed, proven resource for the professional and semi-pro musician. So check it out at musicconnection.com. Now let's get back to our conversation with Emilio Castillo of Tower of Power. And that was Tower of Power with You Ought to Be Having Fun. What a beautiful sounding recording. What a great song, of course. Is this one of your favorites? Absolutely. It's exciting to play. The crowd always responds. You know, this particular version with the violins just killing it and the extra background singers. Man, it was fun. Tower of Power has always been a large band, big sound, lots of energy. And then you guys just took it to another level. Yeah, well, 50 years, time to step up. <laughs> uh, we, we had talked a little bit about how that song was created. One of the things that I always wanted to give you in particular props for is that as a horn section, it could have been easily for you to be slotted into sort of the cover band work. But you guys stepped forward with original music and made a very, very distinct decision to create new material and create this new sound. I just want to hear a little bit about what that process was like to just go ahead and own that space and be able to go, okay, we are an original band. We're doing new things. We're not just going to be a cover band. I give all credit for that to Doc Kupka. You know, I, I hired him when I was 17 years old and he came in the band. And by that time, as the band leader, you know, I had really focused on rhythms. My brother was a drummer. It was before David Garbaldi came in. And my brother, he wasn't a super technical drummer, but he had a really good groove and he was a simple drummer. And so I used to make up beats 
And I would dictate different beats to him. And then I'd make up a bass line for Rocco to play and make up a guitar part to go in and out of that. It's like making a little building, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, then, and then, you know, we were doing cover versions. And, uh, you know, I would change the horn parts a little and change the background parts a little. And Doc comes to me one day and he says, you know, what you're doing with these songs is amazing, you know? And I go, oh, thanks, you know. And he says, but why are we doing it to everybody else's songs? Why don't we write our own? <laughs> and I, you know, I was like, I don't know. I don't know if I ever would have thought of that. I was totally happy doing what I was doing, you know. Nice. And, uh, and I said, we can try that. And we got together. And the first song we ever wrote was uh, You're Still a Young Man. We'll play it later. Oh, fantastic. Oh, I, I did not know that that was the first song. Yeah, You actually just gave me some insight into your sound, that focus on rhythm. I've heard you say before that when you got the band really clicking, when it's working, that you guys are in the Oakland zone. Is there a way to sort of describe that feeling when, when just the band is, is so in the pocket and locked in like that? Well, with Tower of Power, you know, it's a tight band. We play all the time. So we rarely have bad nights. You know, they're sure. always you know, better than decent, you know, <laughs> but, but some nights it's clicking so, so right, you know, uh, that everybody's firing on all 10 cylinders and it's just, and plus the audience yeah. is doing its part, which is a big proponent in making a concert happen. So when, when, when all those dynamics are happening, we say, well, we're in the Oakland zone man. It's because it's effortless. There's no work there. It's only pleasure. That's the other thing that I've always noticed about your live shows, the inclusion in the audience. The audience is a part of the show in the way they give energy back and forth between you and the band. It's a really remarkable dynamic. Yeah, that's, that really is what creates the energy for the, for the music. You know, when we're getting the, the energy back from them, it's like both energies feed off each other. I know that this has had to have been a challenge for you because you're used to leading a band live 200 nights a year and all of a sudden we put the brakes on it. This must be kind of rewarding to, again, get this 50th year album out so at least that there's still a spark of Tower and Power during this time and hopefully we can get that magic back soon. Yeah, well, we're lucky. You know, uh, like I said, I started working towards this 50th, like six years before the 50th (laughs) and three years before... You know, we really got into just re- every time I came off the road, I was going to the studio and we did two albums and we released one, uh, uh, you know, for the 50th. And then we released another uh, last March, right when the pandemic hit, you know. And so it was it was a difficult time to put out a record, but at least we had, you know, some live product going out there, some, you know, product with wheels on it. Yeah, it yeah. Was, you know, and then, uh, you know, we had already uh, done the the, sh- the shoot for the 50th. And I've been working on that for the last, you know, almost three years, you know. And so to finally get it together and it's finally coming out now. And, and you know, I've been off all this time, but I've had all this work to do on that project, you know, where I've got to write out all the lyrics and i got to go over all the video editing. And, you know, we had to do all the sequencing and, you know, choose the tunes. And it was just a lot, a lot of work. And then Joe Vanelli, he was over at the studio just cleaning up everything and just, you know, aligning it all up. And it just, it was a lot of work. And yep. so it's really great to see it come to fruition. What a huge undertaking to be able to put all that together. But I think it's just such a fitting tribute, obviously, for, for what you've accomplished. Now that we're marking 50 years, what do you see ahead for Tower of Power? What's next? Well, we want to push the envelope globally with our live performances. You know, there's uh, we, for a long time, we used to say, you know, we haven't been down to Australia, we haven't been to New Zealand, we haven't been to South America. Well, we got Australia and New Zealand under a belt, and we've gone 
pretty much all over Asia. Korea has become a huge place for us, and we've been to Thailand and Indonesia. But still, South America, we haven't been down there, and that baffles me. Incredible. Because uh, when So Very Hard to Go came out, it was uh, number one for 13 weeks in Brazil. And we, we just, that, that's when, you know, we want to push the envelope globally with our live performance. And we, we want to do more recordings. You know, I'm thinking about doing a, a Christian album, you know, a gospel praise album, and, and a secular album simultaneously. That would be the ideal, you know. And uh, just, you know, I'd like to do some work with other artists. We've always fantasized that it would be great to use Tower Power as the studio band for an artist like Sting or, you know, whoever, you know. And uh, we'll see if that comes. Whatever God's got in store for us. You know, I'm already overpaid, so I'll, I'll ah. take whatever he's got. <laughs> Love that. Love that. Yeah, here on out, it's just gravy for you. <laughs> Man, this is so incredible to hear that we're marking the 50th anniversary of Tower of Power, and there's no slowing down for you guys. The idea that you want to make even more of a global imprint is remarkable and admirable. You know, people come up to me all the time. They say, you know, uh, like, when, when are you going to bring this to an end, man? When are you going to retire? And I tell them, you know, there's no retirement in the Bible, man. That's a man-made thing. You know, <laughs> we're supposed to work till we drop. You know, my my idol uh, in terms of longevity, B.B. King, man. Yeah. You know, he he bobbed till he dropped. And you know, I remember touring with him about, I guess it was about 15 years ago now. And even then, you know, He'd come off the tour bus. They'd have to help him, you know, and they'd yeah. help him all the way to the stage and get him up. They, they had a long ramp so he could walk up the ramp. And he, I, I looked at him. I'm like, man, I don't know how much this guy's got left in him, you know. The light would go on, completely different individual. And he would just do like a two, two-and-a-half-hour show, totally filled with energy. And he went on and on and on and did that to the end. I, I intend to do that as well. This is great news to hear. We've got Tower of Power around for many years to come. So this is great. Emilio, this has been just a great opportunity. I feel so fortunate to get a chance to talk to you a little bit. Once again, congratulations on the 50 years of Funk and Soul live at the Fox Theater record. This is just a remarkable compilation. But before we let you go, I want to hear what I just learned was the first song penned by Tower of Power. You're still a young man. Your love of soul music, I think, gets poured into this song, right? Absolutely. You know, uh, I had never written a song. Doc told me, you know, why don't we write our own? And we, we made an appointment. We got together and we sat down to write. And he says, well, what, what should we write about? You know, and we were listening to um, Curtis Mayfield and the Impressions, uh, This Is My Country album. And there was a song on there called uh, um, My Woman's Love. And it started with this trumpet. Just gorgeous, you know. And we had Mick Gillette on trumpet. He was yeah. fabulous, you yeah. know. So we said, we got to write a trumpet intro, you know. <laughs> so we wrote this trumpet intro. And then he says, okay, well, what about the song, though? What's it supposed to be about? And, you know, we listened to a lot of these groups, these singing groups that were out of the time, like, uh, you know, Temptations and groups like that, you know. And I said, you know, at the time, I had this girlfriend that was six years older than me and uh well done you know, she, well done yeah, yeah I, I was eight i was 18 years old man and she you know, <laughs> so it was a big deal you know and i was you know completely over over the top with her and she was always telling me you know you know you need to be with girls your own age you know you're too young for me and i would say no 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 so i told doc well, what about you know you're still a young man baby who don't waste your time and the guy is saying no 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 i love you baby you know, it's about <laughs> you and so we started to write that story you know and uh, the thing i love about this live version though is that for the first time ever uh, since we recorded it, 
we're doing it with, uh, once again, the string section, you know, and the extra background vocals. Because when, when we wrote the song, it was supposed to be the girls were singing, you're still a young man, and then the guy saying, you know, but we didn't have no girls, you know. <laughs> and so on uh, this one, I got Melanie Cracciolo singing some background with us. And so uh, it's just the way I wanted to sound. Now we finally got the dialogue right. The musical dialogue is, is finally right. After 50 years, it only took 50 years to get the dialogue. Yeah, we're, a little, we're a little slow on the tip. <laughs> I love that. But this 50-year anniversary record uh, gives you the chance to realize all that when you build all that out and, and again, have the strings back for the first time. What a moment. What a great moment. Emilio, this has just been fantastic. And we are going to wrap up this episode with You're Still a Young Man by Tower of Power. Thank you, Emilio. All best. My pleasure, Chris. Thank you. Man, yeah. you're too young to love. If you and I. 
to subscribe and follow Joy Sounds wherever you listen to podcasts. Also, follow us on all social media platforms using the handle at Joy Sounds Music. Are you an artist who would like to be on the show? Visit the contact page of our website at joysoundsmusic.com for more information. Until next time, this is Joy Sounds, music you need to know.